Welcome to day 31 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on this uh, special episode, since this will be releasing on Halloween, I am joined by my uh, co-host, Patrick. How's it going, Pat? Going well. Seems like you uh, forgot that this was a pre-record. No, no, not really. All of them have been pre-records pretty much. Uh, So this one we're actually recording quite in advance, but, you know, this uh, will give me a little bit of relaxation on Halloween. So, um, of course, what movie could we you know, ever cover, that would be, in my opinion, one of the best movies to cover for Halloween, and that is 2007's Trick or Treat. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think you probably had people thinking that you were going to say Halloween, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that's too uh, on the nose. It's definitely one of the better ones to watch. Absolutely, and 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 I would I would say like Halloween, but... I feel like that's one of the ones that, you know, everyone watches on Halloween pretty much. And uh, in fact, um, since we are pre-recording this, uh, you know, last night was uh, Joe Bob's Halloween Hootenanny. And that's what he was. uh, That was the movies that we were watching last night, although I only made it through the through the beginning of the second one. uh, He covered Halloween, Halloween four and Halloween five. So, yeah, it seems a little too on the nose for me. So. Trick- what happened to two and three? Well, right now, uh, I don't think Shudder has the uh, license to show two, and Joe Bob hates three. So uh, <laughs> I already covered that here on the on the podcast and my my special love for that one. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't like it as much, except that it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Um, all right, so we're talking about Trick or Treat, and the premise for this movie is five interwoven stories that uh, occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the guy for her. A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man uh, meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. All right, um, so we're going to go ahead and play the trailer for you guys here. During the spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone.
Who is that? It's them. So I'm I'm really excited to talk about this one. Um, this is always kind of the hardest one for me to wait to talk about because I love it so much. Um, now, are you familiar with any of kind of the production uh, history with this film? Actually, I'm not. Okay. So um, this was actually supposed to be released in theaters. Uh, it was done by Warner Premiere, which is their kind of independent wing of uh, Warner Brothers. But for some reason, and I, I don't know why, and I'm, I'm sure it'll say it in the uh, in the trivia on IMDb, but uh, I'm not going to go dig for it. I do know that uh, for some reason it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And there was to a point where no one knew if this um, movie was ever going to come out. And I know when it finally like released on, on DVD, I was ecstatic because I was finally ready to watch this movie because the trailers had me so, so intrigued. And I don't understand uh, why uh, Warner Brothers or whoever was responsible for that was delaying it so much. They wanted it to be a uh, automatic cult classic. Maybe. I, I don't know if that's completely true because, I mean, it was written and directed by uh, Michael uh, Doherty, if I'm saying his last name right. Um, and he's gone on to do Krampus and then he did Godzilla, King of Monsters. Um, so, I mean, this guy and he worked on, uh, I believe, Superman Returns with Brian Singer. Um, Brian Singer produced this. Of course, Brian Singer's a whole different story right now. Um, but. Yeah, I just uh, I don't understand why it got kind of put to the wayside, because when you watch the movie, I don't know how you don't like this movie. Agree? Oh, definitely. I mean, it's probably, like you said, one of the best Halloween movies out there. I, I, I agree. I, I just think think that um, I mean, I don't know that this. I'm like, I'm looking and I'm seeing kind of like a review on IMDb and it's saying some good actors, pretty slick, but not great. I don't, I don't understand that because I think everyone, um, has fantastic performances. I don't think of anyone, any particular actor or even just side characters having any bad acting really. I, I don't know. Did you pick up on any of that? I mean, other than wanting to throw the kid out the window when he's yelling at his dad, <laughs> that's about the only part. True, but I think that's the intent. I think I think because you even see his dad, uh, the principal, being like, "Oh my god, I'm going to kill my own kid because he's going to get me caught." Um, so <laughs> one of one of the things I really like about this uh, story wise is how it opens up and how it sets up the rest of the film. You know, you have the the couple, which I know that this says that it's five stories when it's really kind of four. The beginning, I don't really consider 
one of the anthology bits, although I mean, it really kind of is because we get glimpses of them uh, from earlier on in the evening and uh, we know what the final fate happens that be at the beginning of this, but uh, I don't really consider them as part of the overall thing. Um, I think you have your four main stories, you know, the serial killer principal, the, uh, the kids with the jack-o'-lanterns, the, um, the old man and, uh, the college girl played by Anna Paquin. And, uh, but I really like how it's interwoven. Um, I think because I'm a huge fan of anthology films and I always think that what is a tenant of really good anthology films is the the framing story, the the like in All Hallows Eve where you have the babysitter watching the videotape and and getting all those stories. And what this does is it kind of takes that framing device and turns it on its head a little bit because really our frame of reference is little Sam, the, you know, um, burlap sack kid, trick or treater kind of walking around. He is kind of our through line through this movie rather than there being one kind of central character experiencing everything. And I think that that's an interesting way, way to, uh, to approach an anthology film. Yeah, I think it does a better job than other ones that I've watched. I'd, I'd say recently, but I'd be lying if I'd say within the past five years, but like VHS <laughs> and, um, VHS too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that being able to tie it all together is uh, kind of unique when it comes to films like this. Absolutely. And, and it also does another thing like with, with that framing story that turns it on its head at the, at the end of the film. And I don't want to, if no one's seen it, I don't really want to go into it and, uh, and spoil anything, but um, I, I think that that's really clever with where you end up from the beginning of the movie to where you end up at the end of the movie. And um, another tenet of this movie, because I'm a little bit biased that that I, I really like, is the fact that it takes place in Ohio. It's a fictional town in Ohio, but, you know, being in a Buckeye here in, in the state of Ohio, I just appreciate when we have horror films that um, – take place in Ohio. Cause we don't have enough. We have the nightmare on Elm street franchise, but it doesn't ever, you know, really address that it's in Ohio a whole lot. Just it started in California and then it moved to Ohio by like the third film. So it wasn't like it originated there. And this, this takes place in Ohio. And I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, we also have like the most haunted houses across the U S as well. Yeah, as many people have heard me talk about this month, uh, the dent schoolhouse is, catch that. Oh, God damn it. well, apologies for my, my Siri going off there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, the dent schoolhouse is like one of the most popular in, I think the country, uh, if, if I, if they're, uh, ads on Facebook and stuff are, are accurate, but I know that they're fairly popular. They have, celebrity like not big name celebrities but they have the Bengals you know kind of go through there they had the um I think the cast of the wrong turn reboot uh was just there recently so I I uh I really appreciate it and I think uh, Ohio has maybe a greater appreciation for horror or just feels like it's a kind of a horror state in the sense that there's a lot of horror fans in in Ohio I might be wrong on that as far as horror goes, I'd say that the Bengals are scarier <laughs> right now than the wrong turn reboot. That's for sure. Well, the Bengals and uh, and the Reds. So uh, oh, yeah. we've got it. We've got our own uh, curse in the state of Ohio. So um, 
we also have have the Browns, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, that's something that it, it, it's a thing that wins me over. I think a lot in in horror films is if they kind of take place in the state of Ohio. Um, just I don't know. It's a personal bias. But getting back to um, the film, I think that my favorite um, segment of the stories is probably the, uh, the kids, the kids going and, uh, grabbing all the jack-o'-lanterns and, um, talking about the, the old bus accident with, um, the special needs kids and how the driver was paid off to, uh, get rid of them from the parents. And, and, uh, cause this is where, um, we really get kind of introduced to the idea of Halloween, like Samhain, um, as, um, was it Rhonda, uh, is explaining to, um, um, not remembering the, the pirate kid's name, but explaining to him kind of about the tradition of Halloween. And that's kind of the main purpose of this whole film is, um, just celebrating kind of the rules and traditions that have, uh, been developed over the years and since it was the Celtic holiday, uh, just even as a holiday for um, every uh, culture out there, because everyone's culture has something to deal with uh, the fall harvest and um, the just kind of time of the year and feeling the kind of like this veil between uh, the supernatural and the natural as kind of thin. And so I really like that that kind of segment really introduces us to this overall concept for Halloween. And uh, I really like where it goes. And I really like Rhonda as a character. And that might be some that people don't like. I don't know. I, did you like Rhonda or did you think that was a little much? No, I think that it tied the story together really well. I, I mean, I do too. It, it provided the conflict that it needed for that scene. Absolutely. And story in general. Right. And, uh, and then we kind of get more of an idea of who Sam is at that point as well, because, you know, we, we don't really know much about him and we really don't find out a whole lot about him until basically we get to the Mr. Krieg story. Uh, the old man who is a curmudgeon towards Halloween, for fairly good reasons, um, without going into any spoilers. I, I, and I've, I'm thinking like, if I'm going to rank, um, the stories in which I like the best to which I like the least, I think I'm going to have to go with the, the school bus one with the kids. Um, and then I'm going to have to go with to, uh, Mr. Krieg and then, uh, the serial killer principal and then the college girls. Not that the, the college girl one is, is bad, but, um, I, I think it's the one that doesn't hold my interest the most. Whereas all the other ones really have some good factors going along. I like their overall story and then how they play into the overall narrative. Whereas the, the, the college girl one has kind of a, a, a red herring to it and then involves another character from one of the other stories in a way that I don't, I don't think I, I appreciate a whole lot. Um, but not that it's bad. It's just, that's not where I expect that to go. Um, but regardless of which I like the most or which I like the least, I think they're all very, very strong and they all coalesce together to make one of the best movies, horror movies in general. Hmm. For, for me, I'd say, I'd say the Mr. Krieg story is probably the best. 
And then, let's see, followed by, uh, I'd probably go with the the kids and the school bus, that one. Uh, And then the the uh, the werewolves, and then followed by followed by the uh, the principal. Yeah, now the one thing that really kind of throws me off every time I watch I watch this movie and, and you get that scene with them sitting on the porch and this isn't really spoilers because it's I think it's there in the trailer um, that he has the candy poisoned. But when the kid like is puking, it looks like it's all chocolate. But then later it's like blood and I'm always confused on which one it's like supposed to be like I would assume it's more supposed to be blood, but it just looks off because like when they when uh, he opens up the door to the trick or treaters, they're like they scream and then they're like, oh, good, uh, you know, good costume, um, Mr. Wilkins. And uh, it's just at that point, it's kind of gone red and um there's also another confusing part about that too, is when he's burying the body out in the backyard, you're thinking it's the same kid, but it's a different kid. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of obvious when you see that there's two different bodies in the grave. Right. Yeah. And then of course, you know, you get the whole carve, carve the jack-o'-lantern, uh, scene at the end of that little, little segment. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Is there anything else I kind of want to bring up about this? Um, is there anything that you uh, you want to talk about? Well, I mean, since there are two bodies in the grave, and he talks about the the wife being gone, do you think that the other body potentially was the wife? Um, no, not exactly. I think the other body probably is the body of the first kid or the kid on this, on the step because of uh, the fact that you have the carve your Jack lantern uh, scene at the bot at the end of that, um, that he was just getting rid of both bodies. Um, so I do know that, um, <laughs> a funny little thing, cause it would bug me all the time. Um, was that the, when Mr. Krieg is sitting down and he's flipping through the channels, he, there's a bit of a cartoon movie that's on there. And it would bug me all the time on what that what that was from, what that cartoon was from. And then um, I think uh, a year or two ago, I picked up the digital copy of uh, Scooby-Doo and uh, Zombie Island. And then the uh, scene was in that movie. And then I'm like, I couldn't remember from what movie I was trying to figure out what that was from until I finally was rewatching Trick or Treat. It maybe have been last year. And I'm going, oh, that's the movie. And I don't know why, but that just had bugged me so much for so long until I finally rewatched Scooby-Doo and, and caught that. That had to have just been like one of the most satisfying things to remember when you finally put it together. Because it was to- oh, it was torturing me. It was torturing <laughs> me so much because I'm like, God, that looks so familiar. But what movie is that from? And then when you see it and you're like, now, what was I questioning that from? And then you finally get the uh, the relaxation. And, you know, me, my brain likes to go uh, crazy when it can't figure something out. So, um. You know, I like like I said, I think everyone performs in this movie uh, fantastically. I think um, probably the strongest performance is probably Brian Cox as Mr. Krieg. 
Um, especially doing that wheezing, you know, that wheezing uh-huh. hurts every time I hear it. And, uh, I just think it's, he, uh, just has, I think the, the best performance. And then I think the second best performance would be, uh, um, oh gosh, I'm going to get his last name wrong. Is it Dylan Baker? I think it's Dylan Baker. Uh, as, Correct. Uh, yes, as, Correct. uh, Stephen as Stevens and, um, yep. You know, I think he's really, really funny as the principal, especially when he's dealing with his son. Uh, and then, you know, basically the rest of the characters are, are not really big name actors. Uh, uh, you know, you do have uh, Leslie Bibb in there as the, mm-hmm. the the bitchy wife at the very beginning, who's just a bitch, in my opinion. Uh, she's just to show that you shouldn't hate on Halloween. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't hate on Halloween when the spirit of Halloween is around. And that's, I think the other thing I, I really like about this movie is just that, um, it feels like the, the town, um, and I, I don't remember what the name of the town it, it, that this is. It's, I think maybe Worthing. It's not Worthington. That's where my sister lives. Um, it starts with a W, but uh, that the town itself really kind of celebrates the Halloween spirit, that it takes Halloween very seriously. And uh, so when you have these uh, characters kind of acting outside of the rules um, that are kind of put in place, that even Mr. Wilkins is telling telling the uh, kid at the very beginning uh, that there are consequences for those actions. And so uh, I just... I can't say enough good things about it. I think um, I'm trying to think of. I don't think I've given too many movies this month straight fives. I think the one was uh, Evil Dead, and I think this is going to be the other one. I don't think any of the other movies I recommended this month have crossed uh, straight fives. Now I refrain. I I, uh, I uh, reserve that to change because I still have since we are pre-recording this a couple more days uh, of movies to fit in the bucket. So uh, might change by the time um, you hear days 27, 28, 29 and 30, but I reserve that right. Uh, so yeah, I got to give this one a five out of five, everything for it works. And even I, I, there's just nothing I really have to complain. I know we talked about what, um, what sequences worked better for us and what didn't, but just because they didn't, didn't mean that they weren't, good and that they weren't uh, kind of stellar in of their own. Oh, of course. Uh, there's always time to fit army of darkness in, in the past five <laughs> or in the last five days uh, that that could be another five there for you. Um, but going back to trick or treat, uh, I'd probably land on 4.5. Okay. Out of five. Yeah, and just because, like, I'll I'll just say that the there's just like the very slight things that drop it. (laughs) Well, and I think uh, for me, um, for me, it was just the fact that this was this movie that I had almost resigned myself to thinking it was never going to come out. Um, You know, the fact that it was supposed to come out this month, this year, and then it was supposed to come out this year and then it was supposed to come out this year. And then it just never, and then it just got delayed, delayed, delayed. And I mean, I remember that there were even reports cause I used to visit a site called upcoming I'm not sure if they're still around anymore or not. Um, but they, uh, 
they would always have reporting on it when every time it would get delayed. And then they would have release schedules for horror movies uh, that they knew were upcoming. And sometimes a lot of them, you know, projects died out and stuff like that. And they would always kind of update it. And they just kind of had a TBD for this movie for years. And uh, I just was kind of resigned that they was just never going to happen. And then it came out and it was everything I wanted it to be. And, and it's almost like it was produced by Bethesda. <laughs> uh, but but <laughs> unlike Bethesda, I have not bought it. Bought Skyrim like five times. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and there is actually kind of a, a little bit of a sequel to this. Um, I don't know if you've read it, but I they did a comic book. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it. I know it's Trick or Treat. Um, maybe day of the dead. I, I can't remember exactly, but it, it is another kind of Michael Doherty wrote it. Um, and it's a kind of just another set of stories. It's not nearly as good only because I think it's in comic book format. It doesn't, um, have as great of a framing device as the movie has. Um, you still have kind of Sam going around, but it's not in one night it's you know this is a, like this takes place in like 1921 and then this takes place in present and this takes place like it just takes place at different times whereas mm-hmm. you have this movie that's kind of all one night so all right well i don't think i have anything else to add do you have anything else you want to add it's uh it's warren valley ohio warren valley is i knew it started the, with the w the town <laughs> and also just going back to what I saw at Comic Con was the that awesome Sam statue. Oh yeah, God! If only I had the money. Yeah, it's probably way too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Most things at Comic Con are way too expensive. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in every day of the thirty-one days of uh, Hollow or Horror Spectacular. Uh, it's been a rough month uh finding time to record and watch all these movies but i hope you guys have enjoyed it um i don't know if i'm gonna do this again next year just because of time constraints and working a full-time job and it was really tough if i can manage to do better on pre-recording a whole bunch of days and releasing them out the month uh I might might look at doing it again, but if anything, you know, maybe we'll do a a top seven or a top ten um, horror films next October, and maybe Pat will be able to join me uh, on that a little bit more than uh, trying to do thirty, you know, trying to join every day on thirty one days of horror. Try my best. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I both have busy schedules, so uh, that's you know always the tough thing, but. I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to a normal, regular kind of week by week uh, podcast schedule. But I, I think uh, I know my sister in law has enjoyed a lot of these recommendations. Um, there's a lot of movies she hasn't ever heard of before, and I think she even uh, tweeted yesterday that I've um, kind of uh, reinvigorated her interest in horror films. So. Uh, but of course, when we get back to the regular side of things, it won't all be horror. It'll all be all types of cinema. So like, especially when we get into Christmas time, we might be doing maybe some Christmas horror, but some Christmas movies as well. And, uh, I think that's, uh, that's going to do it for us guys. All right. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Uh, one last thing before we do finally go, I know I've said we're going to be going, uh, here 
three times now, but just wanted to wish everybody a happy Halloween and, uh, you know, only a year till the next one.